0: And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone. I'll get organized here in just a second. Thankful for this opportunity to be here this morning. Um, we're talking about the parables of the kingdom, of kingdom truths, with Everett Uh, talked to us about the two debtors. Brother Rayleigh talked to us about my part in the kingdom of God. And this morning, for a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about the Father's waiting. In Luke 15 and 32, it says, It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this our brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. You can be seated. Amen. You know, uh, Sister Chelsea said, you know, um <clears throat> was a prodigal. And uh, Brother Larry, I can tell you that I'm thankful that we're going to get to this in just a few minutes. That the Bible said when he came to himself. I'm thankful one morning, Brother Dave, I came to myself. Amen. I'm thankful that I knew there was plenty of bread at the Father's house. I just needed to go home, Brother Allen. I'm thankful that the Lord... Um, has made a way for us that grow cold in the Lord, or maybe get sidetracked, Brother Kevin, that he makes a way for us to come home. Amen. As I was doing some study, I found this. I'd like to just read this to you this morning. It says, do I want to be like the Father? Do I want to be not just one of, one of his being forgiven, but also the one who forgives? Not just the one who is being welcome home, but also the one who welcomes home. Not just the one who receives compassion, but the one who offers it as well. A person who is like the father is willing to suffer injustice, ridicule, public humiliation, financial loss, and rejection. This person initiates grace and never stops, is willing to wait and endure the pain of heartache and loneliness, is willing to feel tenderness and compassion towards rebellious and unclean people, is able to receive sinners and even enemies. This is what we are called to do as god's people amen so it's one thing and i hate to admit this but pastor preached on this wednesday night and i really never thought about it until he he kind of said it that you know in this parable brother larry um the father is the lord and um the prodigals could very well be you and i some of us did sister sherry go out in the world uh, had it really good at home and just decided the world was calling and we wanted to see what the world had to offer. And then others of us have always been in church, Sister Sherry, and, and, and done what we felt was right and done what's right. But still, Sister Amanda, some things have grown in our heart. Amen. We could be like the elder brother as I was studying. Uh, somebody said, I was, I was reading Sister Donna, they said that inside of a lot of us, both of them live. I thought, wow, man, that really makes a lot of sense, because you know, Sister Joyce, I've had, I've had the elder son inside, Brother Poke, and I've also had the prodigal. Amen. I've I've been that guy that wanted it all, Brother Wayne, and wanted it right now, but I've also been the one that that wanted to do a work for the Lord when the Lord wasn't moving fast enough. I kind of got a little discouraged and got sideways. I, for some reason, this scripture popped in my mind this morning, so I'm going to bring it to y'all, and we will hope the Lord ties it together. Psalms 8 and 3 through 4 says, When I consider the heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon, and the stars which thou hast ordained, he said, What is man? David speaking here said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? You know, Sister Landon, when I think about all, when I look at God's creation and all the beautiful things that God has made, to think, Brother Riley, that he took time out, amen, to talk and want to die on an old rugged cross for an old wretched sinner, Brother Leonard, like myself, amen, that that even in my best, in my flesh, Brother Kenny, has been nothing but rotten, amen. When I look at, I wrote this down, it says, with the naked eye, one can see about 5,000 stars, With a four-inch telescope, one can see about two million stars. And with a 200-inch mirror of a great observatory, one can see more than a billion stars. The universe is so big that if one were to travel at the speed of light, which is 186,000 miles per second, it would take 40 billion years to reach the edge of the universe. I said, Sheriff, you just think about it. I don't know about y'all, but I go outside at night, and, you know, uh, Brother Jerry, and i look at all the stars, and I see airplanes flying, and I think, man, I'd like to do that one time. I'd like to fly at night and just see all God's, cre- you know, the stars that God has made. It's just hard to ramp your mind around that, that the God that created all this beauty that you and I get to look at, Brother Toby, wants to have fellowship with me and you. Amen. When you think about that, Sister Jenna, when you think about Jesus died on an old rugged cross, Brother Junior, for me and you. And he didn't die for himself because, Brother Orlando, he didn't have no sin. Amen. But he died and went through all. The Bible said that they plucked out his beard, said that they put a crown of thorns in his forehead. They beat him. The Bible said that his vesture was more and more than any man. Sister Shannon, he went through so much, amen, so you and I could have a pathway to heaven. What a God we serve. What a God. I'm so thankful that he was mindful of man. Sister Boyd, I'm so thankful that he made a way that I could make it to heaven. Aren't you? I'm so thankful. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 through 9, he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto their children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou layest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand. And they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the post and on of thy house and on thy gates. Brother Rayleigh, the Lord was telling me, I want you to talk about me. I want to have a relationship with you. Amen. I don't know about y'all. It's important to know people. But it ain't it ain't nothing, Brother Josh, like being known by the King of kings and the Lord of Lord. Amen. It ain't nothing like knowing your name has been written in the book of the Lamb's book of life. And you've got a place reserved, Sister Melinda, in heaven for me and you. Why? Not because of our goodness, not because of our name, not for our bank account. It's because Jesus loved me and you. Amen. Because he was mindful of man. Amen. Brother Darrell, I'm so thankful that God was mindful of man, Amen. I'm so thankful for all His creation, but the Bible said this will all burn up with fervent heat. He's going to create a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. But brother Brian, why I'm here, I don't know about y'all. Sometimes we'll go walking, and brother Richard. I just am amazed at the nature that I see. But God loved us more than that, sister Townsend. Aren't you thankful for that? And we're talking about. The Father is waiting. He did all that for me and you. Sister Carolyn, I'm so thankful for that. And the great thing about serving God, Sister Peggy, is he gives us an opportunity to say no. It's a good place to say amen, church. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God gives me and you choice? Amen. Because he loves us so much. In Proverbs 13 and 22, it says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. And the wealth of a sinner is laid up for the just. And little Wayne would say, Amen. Some sinner's laying up some money for me, Brother Donnie, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. But it says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Ecclesiastes 2 and 18 and 19 is probably one of my favorite scriptures. And Ecclesiastes, the preacher wrote, he said, Yea, I hated all my labor which I had taken under the sun because I should leave it unto the man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise man or a fool, yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. And the preacher said, this is also vanity. So so the question is, Brother Wayne, why are you saying all that? The reason I'm saying all this is the story that we're fixing to get into these young men said, I want my inheritance now. The preacher wrote, he said, I don't know who's going to follow behind me, Sister Amy, whether they'll be wise with my stuff or whether they'll be a fool with my stuff. Can I tell you, when you pass on whatever the Lord's allowed you to pass on, Brother Larry, we don't really know what our you amen? It's just like when God, and I don't want to preach it again, but just like when, as Brother Rayleigh said, just like when God gives us a talent, Brother Dale, he don't always tell us how to use it. He just said, we've got it, and you do it. Amen. He said, I'm not going to put no more on you and you can bear it, Sister Mary. Aren't you thankful for a God that makes a way? Amen. Aren't you thankful that God gives us an opportunity? Amen. Gives Brother Wayne to, to, to use what God's gave us to build the kingdom. Because the bottom line, church, this ain't our church. This is about him. It's all about lifting up the blood, same banner of Jesus, brother, ever about drawing attention to him, amen, because it's his kingdom, amen. Aren't you thankful to be part of his kingdom? But we all know the story of the prodigal son in verse uh, Luke 15 and 12. It says, And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me. Have you heard that one before? A friend of mine um, used to be the dean there at the school in Chiefland, and he said he never seen this side of his daughter's hand. Said every time she come to daddy, she always seen this side. She, amen. Said, I never seen the back side because, Amen, all I ever seen was she always. But that could be like us sometimes, Sister Kathy, going to the Lord. Amen. It's always about me, 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 me. Lord, I need, I need, I need, I need. And we never think about what God needs. God said he's looking for somebody that he can work in, but who will let him? I mean, God wants you and I to sup with him, and he'll sup with us, but he also wants us to go out. That's why I always preach a lot about your testimony. Church, I'm telling you, testimony is a powerful weapon. That's why the devil would tell you, Sister Shirley, not, not to tell nobody because, can I tell you, if people can raise relate to you what God's done for you then they can relate God to them amen because I don't know about y'all but if he'll do it for brother Mike I'm just convinced that God will do it for me amen so so the younger son he said I want my stuff and I want it now now I don't know about y'all we have two daughters and if they was here they'd probably tell you that their mother was a great mother and their stepdad probably wasn't so good Amen. Now, I was the cool dad. She was the mean mom. She really believed in education. I really believed in having fun. I remember I would take them out of school, and we'd go have donuts, and that's when I ate that forbidden food, but we could go have chocolate milk and donuts, and I'd bring them home, and she'd want to know why they didn't go to school. I said, because I didn't want them to go to school. She, has Sister Sherry, shaking her head at me. She knows that that was bad, but but my point is is this, that that When you love your children, you do things for your children, Sister Donna, that amen. When you didn't have children, you'd say, well, I would never let my kids do that. (laughs) Amen. But when you get some children, you think, well, maybe that ain't so bad. I might would let mine do that. But the younger one, he said, I want my stuff, and I want it now. I want it today. Well, Josh, he said, I want it today. Because I was thinking about this as I was reading this, Brother Jack. If I went to my dad and said, Dad, I want my stuff, whatever my stuff would have been, he'd have probably just smacked me upside my head. My daddy wasn't a cool dad like this guy. <laughs> Amen? But can I tell you, the Bible said, and I think it's in Psalms, he said, talking about the children of Israel, he said he sent them the desires of their heart, but he sent leanness to their soul. They was they got tired of eating that manna that God provided for them for six days and said, we want something besides this heavenly food, this angel food that you've given me. He said, they said, well, we won't quell. And they said, all right, God said, that's what you want. That's what you're going to get. Church, sometimes it's better when God don't answer what we ask for because God knows the end from the beginning. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I prayed about things, Sister Amy, that God didn't answer. When I look back, I'm so thankful he didn't, amen, because God knows the end from the end. But this young man, I just can't imagine how, how I don't know if Dad had to go sell something, Brother Rayleigh, or what, to meet this young man's needs. But he, Dad did whatever he had to do. And that's why I go back to about choice, Brother Kenny, that, that God could command us and make us serve him, but that ain't what God wants. See he when he created Adam he did it so they could meet in the cool of the day and, and they could talk to one another and they could have a relationship. Brother Junior aren't you thankful that the king of kings and the lord of lord wants to have a relationship with you. I'm so thankful that, that God loved me enough that he wanted to have a relationship with me. And I wrote down here that our lord's willing our grandson's going to graduate this year and he's going to go off to college and I don't know how many parents has turned their kids loose to this world, but for me and Sharon, it was a hard thing, Sister Melinda, to we have girls and to turn them loose out in the world because, you know, Sister Shannon, you're very concerned about your children. But, but this, the, the, nowhere in this story about the father and the prodigal that, Pastor, that I seen where Dad ever went to him and tried to beg him to come back. Brother Jerry, it's a hard thing to just let things happen to your children and you just stand on the sidelines. But but can I tell you that sometimes you just got to let kids go on and do what they, that's what the Lord does to us, Brother Larry. Amen. Sometimes if you want it, Basil, what he did to the children of Israel, he sent them quail. I won't get into that, but you can read that story. Didn't turn out too well for them. So so I said all that to say this, that Job made this statement in Job three twenty-five and 26. He said, and we all know the story about Job. Job was the greatest man in the East. He had all this wealth. And you, can I tell you, Brother Richard, in just a few little while, all that went away and his children got killed. He had 10 children and they all got killed in an accident when their house fell in on them. But Job said in 3 and 25 and 26, he said, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid is come unto me. He said, I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. I've often thought about that, Brother Larry, when he said the very thing that I've greatly feared. I've, I've often thought about one of my greatest fears would be that my children would quit serving the Lord one day. To me, I'm just being honest with you. To me, Sister Donna, that's a great fear. That, that, Because you can raise them up in church, but at some point, you just got to turn them loose, Brother Wayne. And they've got to make their own choice for their own self, Sister Carolyn. And, and that's troubling sometimes because when you got them at home, you can kind of control, Sister Susan, what goes on in their life. But aren't you thankful for a God that gives you a chance to make that same choice, that same decision? Because can I tell you, if you make it because you love God, you'll make it. But if you serve God because somebody's making you serve God, the chances aren't very good. See, if you fall in love with Jesus, and we were talking about this a while ago, Paul wrote in Romans that who shall separate us from the love of God? He went on to say, Pastor, nothing. And he, he listed a whole line of things that could happen. But he said, Brother Polk, he said, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. What a promise that is. But what he didn't include in that thing, Brother Mike, he didn't say me or you. See, me and you can separate us from the love of God. Amen? Amen? And I believe, I, and just for me, I'm just thinking that's what Job feared, was that, that his children passed away. Because church, we've really got to instill in our children that they've got to make it, Brother Hal. At the end of the day, we've got to instill in our children that more than anything, they need to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Can I tell you? It might be that you can leave them whatever wealth in this world, but can I tell you, we need to instill inside of them, whether it's our children, our grandchildren, that they need to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So I'm hurrying on in Luke 15 and 13. The Bible said that the younger son said, not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Am I the only one that has wasted some of their living? Brother David, I'm one of those that, I I wouldn't spend a lot of money on a lot of things, but I wasted a lot of my time and a lot of my effort that I could have put forth serving God. I so regret the day that I turned my back, Brother Jerry, not because I'm holding a microphone today, but because... Only God knows what he might could have done in my life if I would have just continued to serve him, Brother Larry. All those years that I served the devil, Sister Kathy, if I would have just concentrated on serving the Lord. I just wonder if the younger son would have just stayed home and said, you know what, I'm just going to wait until it's my turn to get what's coming to me. I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to do what Dad wants me to do. I just wonder how many people would be in church today if they had, hadn't got their eyes off the prize. If they hadn't got offended, or maybe got upset, brother Allen, and just said, "You know what? I, if I did get offended, I'm gonna suffer the wrong." Amen. I'm just because here's what's important, church is making it to heaven more than anything. I always want to say it another time, brother. Everett, we want to hear Jesus say, "Well done, thy good and faithful servant." The Bible said that the young son he wasted his he wasted his substance with riotous living. John 1 John 2 and 16 says for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and Hebrews 11 and 25 talking about Moses that he chose rather to suffer the afflictions with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season and brother Josh a lot of people don't like to talk to you about that but but can I tell you that there is the world does offer a lot of entertainment but what it don't offer is fulfillment. It'll leave you empty. It'll leave you grabbing in the middle of the night. But can I tell you, if you'll fall in love with Jesus, when trouble comes your way, he's standing at the door knocking, wanting to sup with you. He, he, the Bible said that the Holy he gave us the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us into all truth. Aren't you thankful, Brother Kenny, not only do we have his word, not only do we have an opportunity to come to church, to sing and worship and praise him, with like-minded brothers and sisters, we also have His Spirit, the Holy Ghost, Sister Sherry, living on the inside of me and you to lead and guide us into all truth. And I, I've said this before, Sister Amanda. But if heaven's just half as good as this being me living with Him on, it's going to be just outstanding. Amen. Can I tell you, my mind can't even wrap around, Sister Melinda, how great heaven must going to be. Because, Brother Toby, I love nothing more than to come to church, amen, not because I get to hold the microphone, Brother Wayne, but I get to hear somebody else hold the microphone, somebody else gets to preach, somebody stands up and tells what God's done for them, Sister Joan, and sing the wonderful praises of God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to serve a God, Sister Joyce, that's alive and he's on the throne. And I'm so thankful that he wants to sup with me, Sister Mary. Just a little old nobody from nowhere that God put his spirit on the inside of me, that he died for me. I don't want to be like the prodigal son no more. I wrote down here that maybe the prodigal thought when he got all his money or his certain riches, that maybe he might have been the certain like the certain rich man in the Bible who, who said his land brought forth plentiful, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow all my fruits. I've had a good year. Man, you know, I, I could just stop and... Maybe not do no more, but I, here's what I'm going to do. He said, "Man, I think I'll just pull down my barns and I'll build some new ones." And I'll say to my soul, soul, and souls talk back to him, and soul say, "Look at here, man, thou has much goods laid up for many, many years." Have you heard that theme from the world? Amen. Go out there and get your stuff. Go out. The Bible talks about they rose up and they eat and they play. Amen. But this is what he said, his soul told him, said, eat, drink, and be merry. But, Pastor, the Bible don't stop there. Because there's coming a day where we all got to stand before God and give an account for the deeds that we've done in our body. The Bible said, church, say, but God, said unto him, thy fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall all those things be? So Luke 15 and 17, the prodigal, the Bible said, and he came to himself. And we all know that I believe that we all have that point, Sister Susan, at some time serving God, if we backslide on God, or maybe we've never served him, Brother Brian, that God gives us an opportunity to come to ourselves. Aren't you thankful if and that whether it's in the church at an altar or whether it's out in the middle of a cow pasture? Or beside your bed, you can meet God or meet you where you're at, Brother Darrell. Aren't you thankful for that? I'm so thankful. As I was reading, I, I ran over this about Max Cicado had wrote this. I'd like to read this real quickly. about. He's talking about the prodigal coming home. We all know the story about the prodigal. He'd got so bad, a great famine, had hit the land, Brother David. And, and said, the Bible said it is friends even less than when you run out of money, his friends run out. Amen? And and the Bible said that he he took up to feeding the hogs. And he said he had looked at the husk and the hog pen, Brother Wayne, and he thought, my gosh, my belly hurts so bad, that even looks fitting to eat. Amen. But let me just tell you what Max said. He said he looked into the water. The face he saw wasn't pretty, muddy and swollen. He looked away. Don't think about it. You're no worse off than anybody else. Has devil ever told you that? things will get better tomorrow tears splashed into the pool another soon followed then another then the dam broke he buried his face in his dirty hands as the tears did what tears do so well they flushed out his soul his face was still wet as he sat near the pool for the first time in a long time he thought of home the memories warmed him memories of dinner table laughter memories of warm bed memories of evenings on the porch with his father as they listened to the ringing of the crickets. Father, he said, the word aloud as he looked at himself. They used to say, I look like you. Now you wouldn't even recognize me. Boy, I blew it, didn't I? He stood up and began to walk. The road home was longer than he remembered when when he last traveled it. He turned heads because of his style. If he turned heads this time, it was because of his stink. His clothes was torn, his hair was matted, and his feet black. But that didn't bother him because for the first time in a calendar of heartaches, he had a clean conscience. He was going home. Church, can I tell you there's something about going home. Can I tell you that day that the Lord spoke to me and we started going to church in Chief and Sister Amy, my life and my wife's life and our two daughters' life has never been the same. Sister Chelsea, you just can't beat God. Amen. Can I tell you, I thought it was good when we got started with him back in 85, but I can't imagine. I just couldn't. If I could have looked into the future, I never would have thought it would have been this great, Brother Brian, serving God. He said he was going home. He was going home, and a changed man, not demanding that he get what he deserved, but willing to take whatever he could get. He said, Give me had been replaced with help me, and his defiance had been replaced with repentance. He came asking for everything with nothing to give in return. He had no money, he had no excuses. And he had no idea how much his father had missed him. He had no idea the number of times his father had paused between chores to look out at the front gate for his son. The boy had no idea the number of times his father had awakened from a restless sleep, gone into the son's room, and sat on the boy's bed. And the son would have never believed the hours the father had sat on the porch next to the empty rocking chair, looking, longing to see that familiar figure. That stride, that face, as the boy came around the bend that led up to his house, he, he rehearsed his speech one more time. Father, I've sinned against heaven, against you. He approached the gate placed his hand on the latch. He began to lift it, then he paused. His plan to go home suddenly seemed silly. What's the use, he heard himself ask. What chance do I have? He ducked and turned around began to walk away. Then he heard the footsteps. He heard the slap, slap, slap of sandals. Someone was running. He didn't turn to look. It's probably a servant coming to chase me away or maybe even my big brother wanted to know what I'm doing back home. He began to leave. But the voice he heard was not the voice of a servant nor the voice of his brother. It was the voice of the father. Son, father. He turned to open the gate, but the father already had. The son looked at his father standing at the entrance, tears glistening on his cheeks, His arms stretched from east to west, inviting the son to come home. He said, Father, I've sinned. The words were muffled as a boy buried his face in his father's shoulder. The two wept, for forever they stood at the gate, intertwined as one. Words were unnecessary. Repentance had been made. Forgiveness had begun. The boy was at home. Church, aren't you thankful that you have a pathway back home? I'm so thankful that there was a... I'm thankful for God's drawling power, Brother Wayne, when I was lost and undone, that God was still pulling at my heart. I remember many times that, that I could have died, Brother Richard, lost and undone, but God prevented that from happening. I'm so thankful for that. It reminds me of, of a, a story that I heard a minister say the other day. He said that, that he was reading a book. This, this author had wrote a book, Brother Rayleigh, and he said that the author's son... He got caught up in drugs and had left home, and he didn't know where his son was. He'd found out through the time that that maybe he was in this house or this house in this town or that town. said, one night, Brother Brian, the author was at home, and his phone rang, and and, uh, he picked it up. And all it said uh, on the other end, Brother David, it said, your son's in trouble. You need to come. He said, I just hung up the phone and I took off and started driving the streets through the neighborhoods, going to places where my son was. And he said, He wasn't there. He wasn't there. And said, This went on for hours, Brother Darrell. And said, He finally went to a house and went in and he saw his son. And he said, He went in there to where his son was and he just kissed him on the cheek and said a prayer over him. Brother Joshua said, He just walked out and left him. Kind of like the father in this story. The son said, I want to go. He said, well, just go. Even though it broke his heart, Brother Jerry, he, he let his son walk on. This gentleman went on to say that that, he, that, that, he, that his son come home some years later and said he's, he, they was having a conversation over the supper table. And he said, Dad, you, you remember that day when you come to the house and you found me and I was in such terrible shape? He said, yeah, I remember that. He said, I just want to thank you for just kissing me on the cheek. He said, that's what kept me going. Well, there he said he, he didn't grab him and shake him and drag him out of that house. He said he just kissed him and he prayed for him. He said, Daddy, that's what kept me all these years. It was that you had compassion on me, just like the prodigal son. He made up all. He said, this is what I'll be. I won't even ask to be the son no more, Brother Jeremy. I'll just ask to be a servant because, you know, there's plenty of food at my daddy's house. I'll just be a servant. But daddy said, it ain't the way it's going to be. He said, man, you can just bring the best robe, the best shoes, and the best ring. We're going to kill the fatty calf, and we're going to have a party. The Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repenteth more than 99 just. Well, don't let the devil tell you it's not important to serve God because it is important. Amen. It's important that the prodigals come home. But before I close, I want to remind you, it's important that the elder son comes home also. Amen. Because, you know, I, and and I'm one of those folks that just really... Enjoy a good testimony of somebody that the the Lord's reached down in the muck and the mire and brought them forward. And brother J.T., man, that just does something for me. And a lot of times I forget about those saints that sat on a few year after year after year. That's done right. That's been here when the doors was open. They was here when the lights was cut off. They taught Sunday school. They drove the school bus, church bus. When there was fellowship, they was here to cook or to help clean. So many times we want to just hang a big wreath, and we should for the prodigals that come home, Brother Wayne. Amen, and we should. But we should never forget about the elder brother that stayed home and worked, Brother Donnie. Amen, when things was bad and things was tough, the elder brother was still, did he have some issues? Absolutely. He said, you know, Daddy, you never threw me a party. But Daddy said, but son, you was always with me. You was always with me, and whatever I've got is still all yours. But see, can I tell you, Psalms 103, 10, and 12 said, He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As think about this, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Pastor quoted this scripture the other day, and I'd like to... Quote it in closing very quickly. Psalms 130 and 3 and 4. Think about this. He said, if thy Lord shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? Had God not made a way for me and you, who could stand if we stood before the judgment seat of Christ? He said, but there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Aren't you thankful for the power of forgiveness, Brother Donnie? So this is what I'd like to say in closing. We all know the story about, I know I've jumped a little bit here this morning, but we all know the story about Daniel and how that Daniel won. Him and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had got caught up and they was going to be taught, the Chaldeans, the Nebuchadnezzar, the king, where the Rhine was putting together the elite of the elite. He was going to feed them the very best. They all, he was all slaves, but they was going to get treated different. Brother Leonard, they, they was going to get stuff that come from the king's table. This is what Daniel said in 1 and 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. I said that to say this. I'm so thankful for the folks like me, that tasted of this world, Sister Sherry, and God brought us back home. But I'm really thankful for the Daniels in the church that said, I'm not going to partake of the king's table. World, I don't care what you offer. World, I don't care what you're giving away. World, I don't care what you promise I could be. I'm going to stand flat-footed and serve the king of kings and the Lord of Lords Lord because he's been a great father to me. Amen. Could you stand? Amen. So, church, can I tell you, it won't matter what all you and I have to endure. It's all going to be worth it in the end. Because he went away to prepare a place. And the Bible said this same Jesus that went away is coming back for me and you. Church, what a God we serve. The Father is waiting. Whether you're the prodigal and you need a way to come home, and if there's somebody this morning that God's tugging at your heart, today's the day of salvation and now's the accepted time. Don't put it off until second service. Don't put it off until the choir gets up here to gets ready to sing. If God's dealing with your heart, today's the day of salvation and now's the accepted time. But maybe you're like the elder brother. Hey Amen. Maybe you've been here through thick and thin. Can I encourage you to just keep stretching and keep pushing and keep reaching. Hey, the prodigals may not be home yet, Brother Jack, but we're going to keep praying. We gonna keep fasting. We gonna keep reaching. The devil is a liar. Join me as we pray. As we.
0: This message has been brought to you today by the Media Ministry of Hatch Bend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic.